from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. BYO-TV. I still... I, again, I, I'm trying to decide if I'm impressed or horrified. I think there's got to be a better way. I'm horrified. How many TVs do you have in your house, by the way, Theo? I have one, two, three... I have three TVs and a monitor. Stone, and how about you? I have five. Five? In my one room, I have one mounted above my computer, my mm-hmm. computer, my one TV, and then bedroom, living room. This is the problem these days with flat screen TVs, is that back in the old days, maybe you'd have a TV set up where you could just cart it or cart several into a room. Now, they're all affixed to the wall a lot of the time, and that's yeah. a problem. I think we should go back to just putting TVs on carts. No. That's tech. <laughs> I mean, absolutely not. All three of my TVs are mounted. All right, well, you guys don't appreciate forward thinking. <laughs> no, backwards Terrible. Thinking. All right, well, like fine. A- Keep bringing your own television to someone's house. Uh, let me tell you about EDS. Now, the one problem if you had a BYO TV party is if the air goes out. Uh-oh. Because then you're like, oh, new location. Got to lug my TV to another house. Mm. You don't want that. You have AC issues. Starting to feel humid in the house. That's not normal. Red flags. You got to get EDS. EDS is, yes, EDSairconditioning.com. They're train comfort specialists. It's hard to stop a train. They've been doing it since 2006. Family-owned and operated, serving Palm Beach County and surrounding areas. EDS is, yes, EDSairconditioning.com. And especially you snowbirds coming down, and that AC's been neglected for months. Yeah, you need EDS to take a look at that, because the last thing you want, it's still 85, 86 degrees October, November. You're sweltering, and your AC is because you didn't go talk to EDS. EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's EDSairconditioning.com. He's smart. He's successful. And damn it, is he a good dad. He is Steve Pollitz, Inter Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. Ask Steve's time now. Steve Pollitt Sr. is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by PNC Bank. See how they can make a difference for you at PNC.com. You've got mail. Steve, I have found that I have a major deficiency when it comes to following multiple football games, multiple NFL games at the same time. Even last night, I was struggling the last couple of Sundays trying to do four games at one time. I definitely gave eight a shot in week one. I dabbled in it. That was a terrible experience for me. So last night, I'm like, all right, two Monday night football games. I'll put them side by side. I'll see how that works. And even that It's very, very difficult for me. I don't know how people with Red Zone Channel and with Sunday Ticket put up Octaboxes and do that entire thing. It's overload for me. I can't can't keep focus to know what's going on in either game. I need one singular game and then Red Zone Channel. How do you consume the NFL? You know, Ken, uh, I actually am with you that it, it can be overwhelming. And three or four years ago, I think what you're saying you know, would be what a lot of people would say. But, you know, the world has moved on and you need to move with it. And uh, and, and I'm not knocking you. I'm in that same boat of like, oh, it's like overwhelming. Um, I last year was trying to sneak a second TV into our primary viewing room where I just have one big screen. Uh-huh. And then to answer your question in short, how, what do I do? I'm watching the one screen and then I have an iPad and, the, you know, a couple of phones going. Like, not, not, you know, I do not have the best set up there. But 
I was trying to sneak a second one in. You know, there are those TVs that when they're not on, they're like paintings. Ah, you know, you could. They, yeah. they, have you seen those? No. So yeah. in, in, in my my me and my son were on a mission to try to figure out. I, I had my uh, my my handyman on uh, on plan with me, and we were looking to find one of those online. I was going to try to have it secretly installed and find a picture of what actually it would be replacing where it was. That is this like coral reef thingy that my wife has and be like, just find me a picture of that. Let's see how long it takes her to notice. And on those Sundays af- afternoons, we'd have two TVs up and oh would be rocking. God. Ultimately, she caught wind of it, plan aborted. <laughs> but, but now today we are, she is looking at redesign. Sorry, I'm, I'm outside in downtown West Palm Beach. That's fine. We are looking at, she, we are looking at redesigns and she is open to multiple TVs, two to three TVs in the room right now where I was going to have to, Sneak a second TV in through a through the um, guise of it being a, a painting piece of art, and I think that's the point that the world is changing. Unbelievable! See, patience is a virtue, and it seems like it's paying off right now for for Steve Pollard Senior. Uh, are you are you as opposed to TVs on carts uh, as uh, as Theo? Yeah, I heard you mentioning on. carts. I didn't know. Kind of like a cart where you would like deliver food. No, like like when you're in you school. You remember in school, like it was you're watching a movie in class, the satisfying feeling of seeing the teacher roll in a television. You weren't expecting it was going to be a movie class, but then all of a sudden you oh, are watching something. Like yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. feeling. No, that's true. You're you're right about that. No, I think carts have gone by like you said by the wayside of hangable hangable screens. Uh, and all that. You multi screens. This also goes back to I I could not I remember when my dad got a TV that was picture in picture. And uh, I mean, my dad's like, oh, this is awesome. This is amazing. And I felt bad. I could never share. I could never bond over the picture in picture with him because I just couldn't do picture in picture. So this problem with me with multiple things at one time goes back to my childhood here. And I should have known. I should have known that I was not going to be able to acclimate to this. Yeah, well, you and your dad have never been on the same page. I saw pictures of uh, you and him. You were calling the FAU at Illinois game, yep. and the one day, the one time he gets to see his son in person, call the game. He's wearing Illinois gear, uh, so <laughs> uh-huh. I, I assume yes. there's yes, decades my... of shows to do about that. Yeah. Well, but, my... um, as an aside, I'm with I'm with your dad. I I loved picture in picture. I don't understand why picture in picture went away. Picture in picture solved those problems, and I think ultimately the reason was let's sell more TVs. Why are we making it easy on these people? And I think there were also ratings issues yeah. on how it was measured. If you had the two screens up, you know, truly things that don't really benefit the public. It was probably more about corporate, um, you know, benefit. And uh, but I think picture in picture was one of those just things that 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 went away that shouldn't have. And I'm sure that's another show for another day also. Yeah, absolutely. You're just planning out the next week of shows for us. I appreciate that. Steve Politiner, Ask Steve's Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and a whole lot more. And he joins us every week here on ESPN 106.3 as we bring some intelligence to the proceedings. Uh, we started the show uh, talking about who in the NFL was most put through hell in week three. For me, and there's a lot of candidates here, it's Zach Wilson. Because not only does he have to sit there after a game where he pirouetted his way into a sack and lost to Mac Jones, who's just doing cup checks 
on anybody he can because he's a dirty, dirty punk. Uh, you lose that game. You have to answer questions about why you're failing the New York Jets organization. And then the most beloved New York Jet of them all, Joe Namath, just sitting at home casually torching the guy on ESPN New York. Nobody, that, that's the Jets legend just burying this dude. Uh, Theo says it's Justin Fields. You had Dan Orlovsky saying, oh, MVP caliber. And Justin Fields can't do anything right with that travesty of a football team. He went through the most hell. Sean Payton Stone says this guy, proud Super Bowl winning coach, had 70 dropped on him. Who do you went through the most hell in week three of the NFL. I, 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 no, all of those are great. I don't think there's anything better than all of those that, that you just said from a hell standpoint. only thing I want to add, it's not that they went through hell, but anyone went through uh, uh, suicide pools went through hell in the Cowboys-Cardinals yeah. game. Yeah. And the reason why is because Cowboys 49ers is looming, I think this week or maybe next week, everyone thought that, imagine next, everyone thought those were going to be two undefeated teams in an unbelievable NFC clash. Are the Cowboys for real this year? You know, those two and the Eagles, who had like a solid but, you know, unspectacular, you know, like kind of win last night in the rain. But um, I think like the Cowboys, I, I'm not a fan, but I was, on the, I was drinking the Kool-Aid. And for them to go out and lay that egg. And how about the Cards, a team that's trying to lose? Yeah. They almost beat the Giants. They, they played incredibly against the Cowboys, who were being anointed already as, you know, perhaps the, the, one of the two or three best teams in the NFC. But as far as uh, to your question, I want to bring that Cowboys up, but as far as to your question, all of those. I mean, I think they're all even. Wilson probably takes the cake. Wilson won, Broncos two, Fields three. Wasn't Vance Joseph, their defense coordinator, like a hot name at one point? Yes, like, yes. Uh, that, that's a good guy. Like, like when you're going in the year, right, Peyton just got to figure it out. Uh, clean up the offense. You got Vance Joseph on the defense. Whoops. Yeah, well, don't forget, I mean, Vance Joseph did spend time as the Denver Broncos head coach, uh, and then that didn't work out, and now he's back as the D.C., and he got absolutely lit up, and it's a disaster. I, I had the theory that, like, last night I wasn't overly enta- uh, entertained by both games, and I think that I have it too good watching the Dolphins' offense right now. Like, everything by comparison is just abject football drivel. Beautiful. And you, if you're a Dolphins fan right now, rebel in it. You know you're only as good as your as your next game. But right now they look awesome. And you think about where you know, we talked about this about the AFC being like the old school NBA Western Conference with everyone looking so good. Well, the Jags didn't look so good, you know, yesterday. No, um, no. And and the Chargers. And, you know, the Bills Bills had a solid win, but you know that they, they didn't look that way at the beginning of the year. Chargers, same. Um, going to be up and down. If you can just get out ahead and get enough of a lead to pad, I mean, you know the Chiefs are going to be there. You know the Bills and Bengals are, are likely going to be there, plus who, you know, plus whoever else. But the Dolphins look like they are legitimizing uh, their role, their position right now. A couple more things here for Steve Pollard. Senior Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, business maven, family man, youth coach. My God, he does it all. And it's Ask Steve's here on ESPN 106.3. Oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Yesterday, here at this, uh, at this fine institution, ESPN West Palm, management-mandated Taylor Swift bump music. Management-mandated from above a memo. You will play all Taylor Swift bump music coming in to uh, segments throughout your show. What are your what are your thoughts on that, Steve? I mean, I'm not really in a band aid, and I definitely never saw that. 
Um, so there was nothing I was involved in. However, I think it is a very wise suggestion. I was listening on Sportsman Like this morning mm-hmm. with um, Evan Cohen, Chris Candy, and Michelle Smallman. Did you hear Chris Canty's rap? He did an impromptu, um, I wouldn't say rap, it was actually a, the lyrics to a Taylor Swift song about Kelsey that he made up on the fly. Mm. I mean, you have to be in and around the Swifty you know, musical movement right now. I'd say, I don't know if it was a man, like a healthy reminder. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are, are, would you? Why wouldn't you play it? Who oh no, we did. Like, we did. Not, no one's gonna tell me to play Taylor Taylor Swift. Yeah, music. No, we did. We did. I, 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 I carefully craft my bump songs. Yeah, you don't even know what your own bump playlist is. No, tell the truth. No, we did. We I, I, some of them. No, and <laughs> and we did. We did, and we made sure to cut them off after ten seconds to avoid copyright law every time. Okay. Oh God. Well, God bless you. Yeah. Thank God. I'm just looking out for the company. Thank God. Um. Oh, oh this is oh, right up did. your alley, by the way. Uh, this is from Billy in West Boca. Question for Steve Politziner, knower of all things. Steve, what is the rule on wearing a tie with a sport coat in a business setting? Thanks, Billy. Um. Thanks, Billy. Yeah, it depends where you're going. No doubt about it. Like just randomly wearing you know, wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in, it, it don't know Billy's age. You know, you want, you want to try to, like, stay in your age bracket. And I, by that, I mean, I think younger people are more likely to wear ties now that, you know, than older. I guess, in short, I do think there is a place for, for ties. And with kind of that snappy look, you know, that yeah. jeans, like those skinny jeans and oh, yeah. uh, like look. a tight white shirt. Like, it's a Theo Dorsey look. And, of course, huh. you know, if you're on TV, wearing a tie is acceptable. It happens very rarely in a business setting, at least in any you know, I'm in. But I think if you're going for the right kind of look, like a, a the right tie, yeah, it can be worked in, Billy. You have to see, you know, your, what you look like, your hair. But I, I think, as a rule, I wouldn't discount it. Do people still do skinny ties, by the way? Is that still uh, Is that still in? Yeah. I think it's you either go real, real skinny, not like those ones that cowboys would wear. <laughs> right. You know, where yes. the bolo like a, tie, yes, like a piece of rope. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, or a little bit thicker than the traditional skinny seems to be on the, you know, on the on the way back. Uh, I will just add in a little addendum. Don't do a uh, bow tie. I've never met anybody cool who regularly wears a bow tie. God. It's just pretentious. Ooh, that is, is that a shot at Tyree Smith? That's Tyree Smith. What are you doing, King? I love Tyree, but but I mean it's a little pretentious. I mean, let's just let's just throw on no, a tie and no, call it a day. I think I think the rule should be only wear a bow tie if you can tie it. Oh, fair. Yeah, does Tyree clip it or does he tie it? I don't share trade secrets. Uh, uh, I mean, he basically, oh, he, he basically just like called that. it a clip-on. I didn't. Steve, that wow. was important. I'll back that out No, if you said he obviously ties it, then you definitely would have said that. But you said, you know, I don't disclose. So he's don't, a clipper. I don't, <laughs> I don't hey, know. But you know what you can do? I haven't seen it in action. Steve, you can just go to a Duffy's after a long day at the office and unclip your bow tie, place <laughs> it on the table, and enjoy a great, great meal and experience at Duffy's Sports Grill. I like to. Wait, what are those ties called? The real skinny cowboy bolo, ones? Bolo I, I tie. What. Yeah. What? The the cowboy tie or the real skinny tie? Bolo no, tie. No, the cowboy one. Bolo tie. Bolo? Yeah. With the P's and Peter's? No, as in as in butt. Oh, B. bolo. Yeah. Oh, great. I'm glad that that's what you use. For yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that came to... The first thing that came to mind. <laughs> 
right, well, uh, no easy segue here, so let me just tell you that one lucky MVP is going to win a trip to the Orange Bowl on December 30th, and you know how you do that? Get on out to Duffy's and become a Duffy's MVP. Why don't you? Do you know what you can win? You're not only going to win two ticks to the Capital One Orange Bowl, you're going to get a one-night hotel stay uh, at an area hotel and a hundred dollars for uh, towards transportation to and from the stadium. Guess what you need to do to be eligible? Be a Duffy's MVP. Visit Duffy'sMVP.com. One more incredible benefit of being a Duffy's MVP club member. Steve, hello. Uh, well done. I appreciate your insight in a variety of things like televisions and ties, and uh, we will talk to you next week. Don't should have to wear a bolo to lose whatever bet. Yeah. Never. Later. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That is Steve Pollard-Senior, uh, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer. When we return, Deion Sanders, he's the most divisive human being in college football. Which side are you on? He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Deion Sanders, I, 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 he is, I can't remember the last time Someone was so talked about, individual, like maybe Jameis Winston, like all the bad things with Jameis Winston at Florida State took over the entire floor, uh, college football discourse. Dion's that for much different reasons. Well, Johnny Manziel. Oh, yeah, I guess Johnny Manziel. Even though a lot of the yeah. negative stuff was more so almost like professional. I can't remember where it started. And yeah, stopped. but Johnny Manziel was just kind of awesome. He was like folk yeah. hero. He got folk hero, and there was a little sprinkling of the bad stuff. Jameis Winston, it was just all bad all the time. Just, But these are just polarizing college football figures. Yeah. Like, even Tim Tebow, as popular as he was, Tim he was Tebow's also polarizing. Example. Yeah, He's the first one in a couple of years, Dion is, that yeah. has completely taken over. Everybody has an opinion. The the conversation revolving around the sport. Uh, I will talk about Dion in a second, uh, but I I want to uh, I want to give you an insight right now. What I'm looking at, Prize Picks. I got the app open right now. Mm. If you are not on Prize Picks, you are missing out the best daily fantasy out there. Okay, me, it's perfect for me. I don't do fantasy leagues. I don't do leagues because I don't have the ability to spend months on end paying attention to a lineup. So I just play daily instead, and Prize Picks makes it so easy. And perhaps tonight, play a little baseball, pick three or pick four, pick three, put in twenty for a hundred, put in tw- uh, or pick four, put in twenty for two hundred. Mm. Play some baseball, and I may focus it all around more or less depending on the position and the stat with the uh, the Marlins and the Mets tonight. Big game. Big game, not for the Mets. <laughs> not for the Mets. <laughs> Big one for the Marlins. Game out of the wild card. Prize picks. Come play with me, and I can save you. With the promo code KLV, double your deposit up to $100. Use the promo code KLV. Use the promo code KLV. Download that free prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com backslash KLV. Promo code KLV. That's prize picks. Prize picks, the best daily. Fantasy app going. Uh, I guess the way I want to start this, your, your off-the-cuff thoughts 
about Deion Sanders in Colorado? I, yeah, I, I like Deion Sanders in Colorado. I, I love the bravado. I love the confidence. I love um, the success he's had early on. Um, but I also do enjoy uh, seeing them get humbled a bit. I'm kind of, on, I'm one of those on the fence guys where it's like, I appreciate what he's done. I appreciate what he did at Jackson State. I like the platform he's given Colorado and how relevant he's made the Pac-12 again, or at least specifically Colorado games. So I love it all, but then I also like the other end of it. Like, I loved seeing what he was like and his guys were like after being just absolutely humbled on Saturday. Deion Sanders is the best thing going in college football right now. Deion Sanders also doesn't need your protection. I'm talking to everybody. Deion Sanders in Colorado got smacked. I mean, embarrassed. In Stone, we called it. This was the easiest thing to predict going it into was. the college football weekend. The line was, what, 21? 21 and a half. It ended up jumping up to 23 and a half. And it was 35 nothing at halftime. I mean, we knew. Anybody with a football brain knew that Colorado wasn't going into Eugene and going to be able to put up a fight. Much more established football program with many more dudes, as many dudes as Colorado has. They don't have as many dudes as Oregon has. Okay? That's just common sense if you pay any modicum of attention to the sport. But there were some things said that I thought would have been predictable that Dan Lanning, Oregon head coach, would have said to inspire his guys that a segment of the population, and I honestly think a segment of the, 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 the black population took as offensive. Like, how dare you that Deion Sanders was being mistreated? Deion Sanders, who films everything that he says and does, and encourages his kids to put themselves out there on social media. He values social media. It's given him exposure to the pro, uh, of that Colorado program that's going to help him recruit for years and years and years to come and generate dollars for years and years and years to come. He single-handedly, because of his, hey, yeah, bring the camera, bring the microphone. Colorado is now a brand in college football. Won one damn game a year ago. This was Dan Lanning to his team pregame, caught on film by Oregon, uh, before the game against Colorado. Rooted in substance, not flash. Rooted in substance. Today, we talk with our pads. You talk with your helmet, right? Every moment. The Cinderella story is over, man, right? They're fighting for clicks, we're fighting for wins. There's a difference, right? There's a difference, right? This game ain't gonna be played in Hollywood, it's gonna be played on the grass, right? It's gonna be played on the grass. Let's go. So, I mean, going right at Dion. They're playing for clicks. We're playing for wins. Mm. Now, set aside for a moment that that video for Oregon was put out there for, well, clicks. Yeah. Uh, now, I don't think Dan Lanning is someone who's overly aware of what's going on in his periphery, but I understand the irony and the hypocrisy, okay? <laughs> that said, of course, an opposing college football coach is going to play up the Look at those guys, all flash. They want to show off their jewelry. They want to show off their rings. Uh, they're always on social media. The natural inclination in football world, and it doesn't have anything to do with class standing or race, is you go, you put your hand in the dirt, and you go beat their ass. They want all the accolades. You want all the football glory. That, to me, like that's an obvious place for Dan Lanning to go to. But some of the discourse surrounding that is if Deion Sanders was being disrespected, as if Dan Lanning was disrespecting the Colorado players. 
what are we doing? Like, I think Dion and Colorado, they were so good for the sport that they have driven some people to the point of insanity with their thoughts about what Dion and Colorado actually are, which is a building program that's fun to watch. The TV numbers show it. They're the highest rated thing every single weekend. And of course, people are going to celebrate Colorado going down like you did in a massive way when all you hear on this radio station and on college game day and on TV and radio is Colorado, 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 Colorado. It's human nature. That's enough. Like, I'm sick of hearing about Taylor Swift. I wish that would go away. I hate that. I'm inundated with Colorado. It was satisfying to see them lose, not because of anything other than, all right, let's tone it down a little bit. Yeah, and the thing is, for me, I'm like, I don't even like the let's tone it down. I'm like, they'll turn it up. Like, beat Colorado. Talk in their face. Trash talk them. Yell. Tweet out videos. Like, I love what Oregon did because, again, it makes you care. It moves your emotion. Like, I'm I'm not one. There are there is a subsection of the population, though. And I think this is where it gets this is the where what where black America is more so triggered. There's a subsection of the population who don't root against Colorado because they're um even because it's like a a, a black proud man that's you know winning mm-hmm. in tradition or whatever. There's a subsection of it that just hates Deion Sanders and what he's doing because it's Deion Sanders. And I think that subsection is being talked about in all these little Twitter think pieces more so than just the Dan Lannings and the Oregons who are out there just trying to win football games and keep the hype of the college football game uh, in the forefront. I also feel like, though, there's a subset of the sports population that's very protective, uh, the the black sports population that's very protective of Deion Sanders because he is one of the few black head coaches. He is unabashedly Deion. He is unabashedly black. uh, And so... There's a lot of pride there with people. And so when Dan Lanning's sort of insinuating, oh, they're all about the material things. We're here to win football games. They're in it for clicks. We're in it for wins. People take that, though, but in the the distortion of their mind because they're looking for something, they start to go the racial route. Like, oh, white coach saying that about a bunch of black kids? Make no mistake, Colorado has become... A black team. That's a black. That's Black America's They're team right now. They're a black team. Okay. And, yeah. and and Skip Bayless said it today on whatever that fake uh, first take uh, undisputed. Undisputed. And it's weird when Skip Bayless says it, but yeah. Skip Bayless also isn't necessarily wrong. Not wrong. Just a weird messenger. For yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a. It's maybe not the uh, the the siren you want to use to make that proclamation. Yeah. But uh, like Colorado is. I mean that that's black excellence. That's that's the biggest example in Division One college football of black excellence right now. So I think black America is very protective of it. But nothing Dan Lanning said, like that is football. That has nothing to do with race or anything to do with stereotype. That to me was football. Of course an opposing coach is going to go that route. It was the most obvious thing possible. You pump up your team to go play against Colorado, you're going to point out the fact they love to get in front of the camera. Of course. Yeah. Like, that's football, man. Yeah. And and Deion Sanders is also not one to shy away from that. Like he's no. cool with that. He loves that. That's the competitive juices that yeah. he wants his team to be playing with. I like, mean, Deion Sanders has been the most sane person about all of this. Yeah. And he said after the game, "Hey, come at me now because this is the worst we're going to be." But he's the one, like, and and I don't. Deion Sanders actually doesn't really trash talk. He's just vociferous and he's yeah. confident. Like you're going to sit there and you're going to you're going to treat Deion Sanders like the victim of Big Bad Dan Lanning and white college football 
the white college football world. Deion Sanders is the most the most confident, proud human being, arguably, to ever play the sport of football at the college level and at the professional level. Do you think that Deion Sanders needs your protection? Do you think that Deion Sanders, the most confident human being to ever put on pads, needs you, Louie, in Boynton to protect him? The answer to that is a resounding no. Like, just stop. It's football. Yeah. Deion knows what he signed up for. You should know what Deion signed up for. That was nothing more than Dan Lanning being a football coach to pump up his team. And an Oregon team that, by the way, saw video of or of, of Colorado players, as juvenile as you might think it is, to focus on something like that, stop it on the Oregon logo at midfield, walk around on Friday, walk through on Friday, but and talk and bleep and I saying they're going to fight Oregon's code. Yeah, like Shiloh Sanders. Shiloh is, Sanders, who spent most of Saturday on his back, by the way. Yeah, who is Deion Sanders' son, obviously, and um, wears the number 21 proudly as a safety for Colorado, said that he was going to whoop Dan Lanning's ass. Right. He said that he was like, if there's anything that is not crossing the line, because I don't think, I mean, Dan Lanning's not bothered by that, but like him saying that but, itself is opening up a lot yeah, of doors. Of like, all the discourse, that was the one thing that, <laughs> that crossed the line. That was a little bit wild to me, but, and I get it. It's all on the field of play. It's all like, you know, competitive juices. We're talking, we're trying to hype this thing up. And at the end of the day, it's, it's just good for football. It's good for Pac-12 yes. football. It's good for Oregon football because in the past 12 years, how many Oregon-Colorado games do you remember? Zero. And this one, honestly, by the way it played out, we shouldn't remember it, but we'll remember it yeah. because of all of the pregame, yeah. all of the lead-up, and then everything that happened afterwards. And make no mistake, Oregon got a big benefit off of having Colorado. Like, playing Colorado is going to mean automatic eyeballs. It's yeah. good for everybody. Dion has made playing Colorado great for everybody in a conference that's about to completely disintegrate. Deion Sanders is good for college football. Colorado is good for college football. Not everything, though, is an attack. Not everything is, is, ah, black coach getting treated unfairly. This is nonsense. It's not that. This is just ball, man. Like, that's my, that's my point. What happened Saturday with Dan Lanning, Dion, Oregon, Colorado? Like, that's ball. How do you feel about Dion in Colorado? I like him. It's good for ball. I felt some satisfaction seeing him get beat up. I think that's a common fan reaction. How do you feel about Dion in Colorado? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Pretty simple. How do you feel about Dion in Colorado? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. We will read your tweets, your social media, take your calls. On the other side, he's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And a quick addendum, sorry to his TV partner, Tyree Smith. Um... I said people who wear bow ties are pretentious. I love Tyree. Yeah. Not pretentious. I love you. I wasn't thinking of you. I, I'm sorry. Except for Tyree. That's Except what, for Tyree. That was the caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tyree. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live and apologetic on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I appreciate Stone Lebanowitz, man. He's asked to do a lot of things. Yeah. And he's a known entity in Palm Beach County and especially the Treasure Coast. All the South Florida for that matter. I just want to put it on the record. Unbeknownst to nothing. 
Yeah. Apropos of nothing, eh, these the I I I value Stone Labanowitz. Yeah. I mean, this dude here is a grinder, a Gruden grinder. Back when that was good. Yeah. <laughs> is a is a Gruden grinder? Is that lost its luster? No, I think so. I think there's a <laughs> negative connotation to that now. Uh, how do you feel about Dion in Colorado? I love them. I think they're great for college football. I think it's okay if you derive some satisfaction out of seeing them get blasted at Oregon. There's always something satisfying no matter who it is. When they're they're confident and they're braggadocious. Seeing seeing people get humbled, it's a sports pastime. Yeah. Like it's fine. It doesn't mean anything other than, hey, brought him down a peg. There's also, no racial component to it. There's no attack there. It's fine. I love seeing Dabo Sweeney get humbled Hell more yeah. than anything. That honestly. made me feel better than Dion getting humbled. Yeah. Especially when he calls up a 30-year-old kicker, puts him in pads first time in months on Saturday, and then sets him up to win the game, and he biffs it. That's all Dabo. Dabo getting humbled is the best thing in college football. This year, FAU basketball, there's going to be a target on their back every single time yeah. they step on the floor. And am I going to be mad if teams want to bring them down a peg? No, that's sports, man. That's sports. How do you feel about Colorado and Dion? 888-760-3776. Nate in West Palm on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Nate. Hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, Ken, how you doing, Theo? What up? Nah, what's up, Dabo? I called before probably last year, and I had a little small little disagreements with uh, Theo and Ken. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Theo got a little a little tight when uh, when I wasn't challenging your your blackness. Now, <laughs> this is a similar situation right here. Okay, I feel like Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney mm-hmm. when they had their long run, and Nick Saban crying about portals. And and uh, people switching teams. Dabo Sweeney talking about the surgeon at the White House was a was just a little hoopla. Yeah. And they get a little affair, a little bit of blast, a little bit of dirty talking. But Dion just you know he's a now nah, let me wrong now he's cocky. He's you know a lot of African Americans know that cocky man African American kind of on top. You feel kind of good, mm-hmm. kind of hype. And he of course he lose. Okay, he get dominated because he's cocky and he lost teams better, but. The, the amount of power on that he gets for just hyping up his team, hyping up his school has like a little bit of nothing because front seven is what wins, you know, college. So when you really don't have that level, but you made all this, you know, entertainment towards a small school like Colorado who I never watched college football with, and you get a little hype, get an upset win, now you got a good train going, and people are salivating for you to lose. But when Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney was on top and they doing all this cocky crap by talking, though, talking negatively, it was less, it was less hoopla. But Dion talking up his team and in their persona, in their brashness, he gets like he was talking like Dabo Sweeney. Oh, it was just a, a little insurgent hoopla. Or Nick Saban, oh, transfer portal is horrible. Oh, NIL is horrible. But Dion is all for the kids. Now, he's doing it in a cocky way, but he's all for sure. the kids and uplifting his team, and we're jumping all over. Now, Ned, I'm not, I am not, I'm not denying, I'm not denying that there is, at least in some circles, a component of about time to humble that loud black man. Like, I'm not, I'm not ignorant to that at all. Okay? That's happening for okay, certain. That, that's not, definitely I'm happening, glad. right? Yeah. Like, that, that's definitely happening in some circles. Okay. All, I'm glad you. What I, I think, though, that. the majority of what's happening is more than, and this is why I appreciate Dion, because damn it, that dude is different, 
and he doesn't give a bleep what you think, and I think that rubs college football fans the wrong way. Dunn is this prim Absolutely. and proper nonsense and coming in and a guy who says, yeah, I'll recruit high schoolers, but I also have my dogs that I'm bringing with me, five-star exactly. dudes that were at your school, and he's here's what, what's really happening, I think. He's the true future of college football head coach, yeah. and I think the old heads – are pushing Absolutely. back on that. So Nate, I I'm not I'm not ignorant to what you're uh, uh, to to what you're saying cuz you're right. That oh, you're does exist. Right now, my brother. But I you're think it's right now. I think <laughs> it's more that the, people are trying to deny that Deion Sanders is the future. And appreciate the call, Nate. Yeah. And there's people that do not want that. They will hate to see the future of college football to look like Deion Sanders led mm-hmm. teams. But guess what? I got news for you. It's right there for you. Ooh. You're living in the future right now. The future is now. Yeah. I welcome it. I'm good with it. And it's going to be hard to compete with that dude when it comes to recruiting, man. They're going to they're gonna keep getting guys yeah. in there. He's right that this is the worst they might be, except for the fact that when Shador and Travis leave, it's going to be a little weird. By the way, has anybody, uh, anybody thought about Colorado State since that game? Oh, no, <laughs> they haven't. Case in point right there. That's Theo. That's Stone. The I'm Rams. Ken. Bye-bye.